Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, hey what's up, everybody? I'm Shonda. I'm Chanel. And we are the Double, Double Dose, Dose Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> We're one set of twins. With two different perspectives. Listen, we are so excited because, number one, it's, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> Listen, it's I'm Friday. Excited. I'm excited, too. And you know what else today is? What? It is Black Business Month. Uh Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that explains why we have a dope guest today. It, listen, and she needs no explanation. None. None at all. Okay. Uh, so, uh, sis, uh, Jordan, would you mind introducing yourself to the people? Sure. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here. My name is Jordan Guyton. I am a content strategist and educator, and I'm the owner of Virgin Media, where we help small businesses create authentic content to drive revenue and build community in their businesses. And like I said, I'm so excited to be here. We're, We're excited, excited to, to have you. you. For real. For that real. wasn't on purpose. I know. I'm just like, hello. <laughs> it happens sometimes. It happens <laughs> periodically, but you'll get used to yes. it. I promise. Awesome. Well, again, Jordan, we're really excited to have you here. Thank you for that brief introduction. But um, we want to dig a little bit deeper. Like, tell us who is Jordan Guyton? Yeah. So Jordan Guyton is a foodie. She's a church girl. She's an <laughs> online business owner who is just really passionate about helping others tell their stories online. Um, more specifically, heart-centered entrepreneurs uh, to just get their stories out there to make more money on these platforms. Um, I love content. I come from an entertainment background. I used to work at The Maury Show. That was my first job out of college. So all the baby mama drama, all the <laughs> father, like all of that was my life uh, for a good three years. And um, worked in front of the camera, worked behind the camera. And in 2019, I co-created a web series that I sold uh, to a digital network in 2019. And I thought we was about to take off. Like I thought Issa Rae was about to be Jordan. We were going to be reincarnated. <laughs> and uh, the pandemic hit. And so I built a business from scratch, um, really, again, honing into content, honing into production. And we hit our first six figures in nine months of our business. And so we really realized that we're onto something. Um, and it's just been really great ever since. That's amazing. I love it. Amazing. I, we, I definitely want to hear more about the uh, production, but yeah. I want to hear more about Mari first. I hear about Is that okay? Mari. <laughs> the Mari that? babies. What was that like? Did you have to pick up a Mari baby? Uh, I did not. Um, we illegally, the, the parents had to do all of that. And the babysitters, they also had babysitters. Um, but I did have to handle the guests and I did have to handle getting them there and dealing with the results and all of the, just everything, everything that you guys could think of it was, it was that and more. What tripped me out about that show was like the sexy decoys, the, the sexy decoys in the green room. Like you didn't know you was in the room with a decoy, like you don't watch the show. Yeah. It was, it was classic. It happened every other week. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So going from that to right. entertainment mm -hmm. and going into like, you know, wanting to sell a show, but not having it picked up because of the pandemic, like what kept you going? Sure. Uh, great question. Yeah. I mean, our first season, um, we funded it. So it came out of pocket and it wasn't a lot. 
um, it was enough to, uh, you know, lock down a few locations, lightly pay um, some of our crew uh, and our editor for sure. And we were able to just create season one as a proof of concept. Um, we were tired of being cast in hyper-sexualized roles or being the angry black woman or the feisty Latina. Like, we just wanted to be funny and have fun creating content. And once we were able to build an audience around what we created, getting somebody to buy it, getting a platform to buy it, um, saw that, and then they put budget behind it. And so then we were able to really pay ourselves, pay the same cast, pay the same crew for season two. And that was really, really fulfilling for us. Mm, amazing. And then, so you talked a little bit about how you went from the production side of things, you went from being an entertainer, um, and then you pivoted into entrepreneurship. So I know the pandemic played a big part in that, but tell us a little bit more about like what that transition was like, like what happened, how it all transpired. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all kind of forced to, to sit down when the pandemic happened, right? Like there was not much we could do, but look at these four walls and really kind of evaluate you know, what my purpose was. Um, also realize that your purpose was not on pause in that time. It was just what direction am I going? And yeah, I just remember collecting unemployment during that time because production had shut down. And I had to look inward and kind of say, like, what do I love doing? What is my skill set? Like, who can I serve? Who lights me up? And, you know, a lot of that thought was definitely limited by, you know, what was open, which were essential businesses at the time. Uh, but I knew that I loved content and I knew that I loved storytelling. So what it looked like in the beginning was just me creating graphics for businesses that were open in Harlem. Um, I was living in Harlem at the time. And so I was making flyers for like jerk chicken restaurants and fish shacks. And I was like, you know, your social media is kind of off, like let us help you. And that's when I started to gain a little bit of traction. And I started going on Facebook and getting more vocal about my skills and what I could do. And eventually I put a business, uh, business coach on my personal credit card because I got to a point where I was like, I think I want to take this seriously. Um, and that's when my business started to really take off when I started to add in systems and really develop my content mm -hmm. process that I could streamline against, um, different clients. Can we talk about the systems part? Yes. Because I feel like that's one of the things that probably keeps entrepreneurs from being able to grow and to scale yeah. because we get so overwhelmed with like the small, the lower level yeah. tasks, as well as the bigger level tasks. Like, like how have systems changed the way you operate? Oh, I mean, I think that systems is such a complex word, right? I think that a lot of times, yes, we get overwhelmed by doing it, but we also don't allow the simplicity of what a system can be, let that be, right? So a system could literally be writing out the three steps it takes you to create a piece of content or literally creating a Google sheet and writing in every single expense that you have, right? I think oftentimes we think it has to be this complex, elaborate, needs to be in a CRM, needs to have a, a virtual assistant put it all, like what, just on a granular level, like mm -hmm. what are you doing? And then being cognizant of the fact that as you grow, 
those things are going to continue to break. So what mm -hmm. got me to six figures did not get me to multi six figures. What got me to multi six figures is currently breaking as I want to get to the million dollar mark. So know that like, as you grow, uh, like it's cute, but it's going to break. And yeah. you're going to fix it again and again and again. Yeah. And I love how you talk about how Reels has really helped your business like catapult. Mm -hmm. So um, share a little bit more about your growth on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram has been good to me. Um, you know, when I started my business in 2020, I had a little bit under 6,000 followers. And a lot of them came from my web series. A lot of them came from me being in production. Uh, a lot of them were just like friends and family or like, you know, people over the years, college, all of that, moving to New York, all of, all of that network. and. Um, when I started my business, we were sitting at about 42%, no, 52% men, and then the remaining female, 48% women. And when I started my business and started working with different audiences, I realized that I loved serving heart-centered women, heart-centered entrepreneurs. And so I started to create reels and content to reflect that. Um, I started calling out those women. I started calling out their challenges, their pain points. I started speaking to where they wanted to be through my Reels content. And we grew from 6,000 to over 90,000. And I think that's impressive enough organically. But what I love the most about that shift is that currently we're 82% women. So it was a big shift in just my audience, right? Like we went from a lot of like, hey, yo, ma, like what's good? Yeah. <laughs> we went from that to like your pillar. Like I see myself in you. I can do this. Let's do this. Like that I think has been the coolest thing that has come out of creating content and creating reels consistently speaking to that woman who lights me up. Yeah. Love that. So like finding that, that target audience yeah. and like mm -hmm. continuing to, to feed them and to nurture them so that they yeah. can be turned into clients. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Yeah. I feel like so many people are learning so much right now. Just in our conversation. Yes. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Because yeah. I like how you talked about um, you went from the AO Mas to like your actual core audience. Yeah. I think I'm trying to find that 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 piece. Yeah. Because yeah. like when I sell products, I get you know the DMs, but it's not really about the business. It's about like yo, let me holla, right? right. But right. I'm trying to tap into that space where um, I'm 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 reaching the, the audience that, you know, I need to serve, right? Sure. So, sure. Yeah, I mean, I said this on a workshop I was teaching earlier today, because someone kind of had that similar question of like, I've been recently being recognized for something totally opposite of what I actually want to be recognized for. Right. So how do I get away from like this? And so I was telling her that one, if you're fueling what you want to get away from stop so if there's any content that you're creating that is speaking into that narrative that you no longer want to serve or pour into like stop doing anything remotely close to that and then on the other side start fueling and speaking to directly those people and get comfortable 
with the crickety feeling up front. It's mm -hmm. going to feel like crickets. It's going to feel like no one's watching. It's going to feel like no one's talking to you. It's going to feel like no one's participating. But you have to sit in that uncomfortability until you start to call in those people that are called to serve because they might not be where you're at or they might mm -hmm. be dormant. Um, and you have to activate that um, over a consistent amount of time. But what some people do is they'll post it. And if it don't get the, you know, a hundred likes, then it's a wrap. Like I'm done posting this. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's awkward. It doesn't feel yeah. good. Community metrics, right. Mm -hmm. uh, would you rather have, you know, a hundred likes, right. And zero products sold or zero sales calls, or would you rather have a hundred products sold or a hundred sales calls with maybe four likes, right? Like mm -hmm. what would you prefer? Right. So um, it's really just getting clear on like not being so attached to the metrics that you get detached from the mission. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. Being more attached to the mi mission than the metrics. That's yeah. a word in itself. Yes. Yeah. That's a word in itself. It <laughs> uh, speaking of word though, tell yeah. us more about like your background in ministry. I know you said you were a church girl. We, we were the church girlies yeah. too. The church girl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, I love the Lord. Um, I am grateful for just being a light. I feel like that's the highest compliment that I do get from people that decide to work with me or when I come off stage, you know, I've had people say, I see God in you. Like that's yeah, yeah. my ultimate goal. Um, you know, I was reading a devotional this morning and, you know, we are ministers within our businesses, right? Sure. And so it's really important for me to, one, show up the way he's called me to show up, but also continue to ask him to use me, right? Like, how can I touch these people the way that you want me to? How can I show up? How can I create offers in the way that they see you? They can see you reflected in me. Um, and I think that I've done it or I do it in a way that is not performative, that is very authentic to myself, that is... Like I'm, I'm not like the quote scripture. Like I, I'm still reading the Bible. I'm still trying to get to know uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like I'm still figuring it all out, right? right? And I just kind of bring my audience in along the way that feels, you know, authentic to me. Yeah. And those glimpses, if you get that light from me, like let's keep going. That's kind of how I see it. I love that. Yeah. And that leads me into my next question. Wait, so, before we go into the next whoa, question, whoa, whoa. <laughs> before we go into the next question, you said the ministry of business, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We talk all the time about that was my next question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> talk about how, like, you know, being anointed outside of the pulpit, mm -hmm. like, how did yeah. you get comfortable in that? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think. Hmm. How did I get comfortable in that? You know, one of the things I say is that for me, it's so much easier to be myself because it takes so much more energy to pretend. And so like in my day-to-day -day life, that's just who I am. That's just who I serve. That's just who I'm thankful for. It's not the universe and it's who you, it's like, no, it's God. For me, it's God. Yeah, like there, yeah, there's sure. no like, in between and that's just authentic to me 
Um, I think that it can be uncomfortable at times. You know, I think about the fact that I met my husband um, at church, well, at our pastor's house. Um, you know, we waited till marriage. And I remember talk, like briefly saying that on an Instagram live. And then there were like three or four people in my DMs who were like, oh, well, did you guys touch or did you? And I was like, yeah. oh, let's think about like how and what feels authentic and what I want to was like people be people in, right? Yes. So just being really discerning over how, again, how I show up yeah. and being really intentional about how I want or what I want called back in. So yeah. I've definitely buttoned that piece up, right? Okay. Because again, people be people in that. Right, right, right. My man, my man, and that's where it's going to stay. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just kind of going through and pulling back where it doesn't feel good and then leaning into, you know, what feels good to me. I love that's that. That's amazing. Yeah. So we talk about um, on our show, the fact that, you know, anointing goes far beyond the pulpit, right? Anointing is not just for the church. Anointing is also for the workplace. It's for the marketplace. It's for your business. Um, so Jordan, share us like, share with us a story in which you were able to utilize, you know, your anointing or maybe minister to someone while you were helping them elevate their business. Hmm, that's a good question. I think, you know, one of the foundations or one of the pillars kind of in our business or that, that we kind of fuel is the, the, the importance of community. Uh, community is really important. I, I am very extroverted online, but introverted. If you ever see me in, in person, I'm very awkward. I don't know. Hey, I see you on Instagram. And I'm like, do I hug you? Do I like get your Instagram? Like, I'm very, very like awkward um but i also know when i'm comfortable uh community i thrive in that and you know a question that i get all the time is you know how does one become authentic like how do you show up authentically and my answer is always community when you're surrounded in community with people that can pour into you and support you before you go on that big testing ground of social media and you know your people got you here, you're way much more confident showing up in that like space that you don't know everybody in. Mm -hmm. And I remember one call that we had in my group coaching program. Um, it was right before Mother's Day. And I, uh, my mom passed in 2021 unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And it was a call right before Mother's Day. And I remember getting ready to get off the call. And we knew that the next week was going to be an off week, but we were wishing people happy mother's day. And someone said it to me and that they were sending me love and prayers. And then three or four women also came out and talked about how they had lost their mom. And one of the reasons why they joined my program was not just because of how I elevate, right. Was the fact that I continued going and they wanted to be in a space um, with somebody who understood the importance of, continuing on and everything happening for your good regardless of what it looks like mm -hmm. um and it really was just this beautiful moment of women just holding each mm -hmm. other not about the content not about the business but like I feel safe and I'm feeling community um and it was a space that was beautifully curated wow and and the crazy thing is Dorita, yeah. when I when I see you and how you're thriving in your content I don't see like the 
the pain, of course. Like we we yeah. don't see like the things that you go through. Yeah. I guess as people who are like currently processing Listen, grief. You're ministering to us right now, <laughs> in case you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we just lost our mother in April. Oh wow. I just got chills. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's hard. It no, it's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy out here. So so like how how did you keep going? Like what inspired you? Oh, um, how did I keep God? I mean, I always, like, I think about before my mom passed, I always used to say to her, and this is going to sound crazy, but I always would say to her, like, if anything were to happen to you, like, I will kill everyone. Like, I just don't know. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. So like my brother, my sister, like they're all dead. Like I, I'm just not doing it. Understand? And I don't. I know that for me, it was only by the grace of God that has kept you because like, well, it's it does. I it's inexplainable, and I think yeah. it's also hard to explain this to people who maybe haven't lost a parent yes um, that raised you right yes. so I think people say I understand but you don't really understand this mm-hmm. loss unless you go through it um especially if you have like a close relationship with your parent mm-hmm. and then I think the second thing um was my husband he was my boyfriend at the time well my fiance at the time Uh, my mom passed eight weeks before our wedding and Mm. I think that having some sort of support it doesn't necessarily have to be like your your partner but having someone in your corner you guys are really blessed that you have each other um to speak life over you to pray over you to just sit with you just take up space with you in that time um I think has been I, again, I just don't know how I would have made it without God and the support of my friends, even like my bridesmaids, they all, my wedding was supposed to be virtual and all of my bridesmaids flew out um, to support me after my mom passed. So just like having community and having that support system um, really like, because it's trash. It's not fun. This sucks. Trash. It sucks. Yeah. And so I, it comes in waves. And I think if you have something built in, um, it, it changes the game. It makes, it yeah. makes quite a bit of a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, still processing that. Yeah. Um, right. I, I'm sure it's like many people who are listening to this podcast who are processing grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I've been trying to grapple with is like, like how do people do this as an entrepreneur? Cause like, yeah. I still like my bills still gotta be paid, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to get out of bed. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like just finding that balance of like how to like lean into emotion while yeah. also, you know, still figuring out the day to day has yeah. been such a challenge. Yeah, it was for me. I mean, it's been two years. It's still trash. But I think what helped me was like, I took time off initially. Like I took two and a half, like three months off. 
And then um, I said this the other day when I was driving, I would take Fridays off and that was like my healing day. And so I would either like go to therapy or go get a massage or I go read or I go look at my mom's old journals or I listen to her voicemails, whatever the case is. But like I would take Fridays. My team doesn't still doesn't work Fridays to this day. I don't know why I still work Fridays, but I somehow picked my Fridays back up. Um, that was really, really helpful for me of just like unplugging, being allowed to feel if I need to cry, if I just wanted to be happy and just like be cute and go to the spa and not think about my mom passing away. Like just taking that time and that space away was really, really, really helpful for me. So I definitely would recommend if, if you can't get a day away, at least like blocking off, you know, three or four hours at, at some point in your week just for like healing time. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's so needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you want to right. say something? No, uh, let's pivot. <laughs> um yeah let's pivot on a a brighter note um but yes thank you for those gems Jordan like listen of course um so you have a course no you have group coaching Mm -hmm. tell us yeah same thing kind of yeah tell us a little bit about that yeah so my group coaching program, I ended it at the end of last year. I may bring it back at the end of this year. I'm still trying to feel it out. I made a really big pivot at the top of this year. Um, so I pivoted to serving B2B, so serving corporations instead of B2C. So again, still serving my small business owners, but allowing these bigger corporations to also serve small business owners pay me to serve them. So it's not coming out of a small business owner's pocket. It's coming out of like a Google or a Meta or Teachable or whatever the case is. So I've pivoted and really started working in that space. Um, It's been an adjustment, uh, but on that side of the B2C, which is business to consumer, I still do have workshops. Like I taught a live workshop today. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, for the right client, will do one-on-one sessions. But again, like I was saying in, in my live workshop today, I'm in a season in my business, by the grace of God, that I get to choose who I want to work with. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in a, in a season where yeah, I was doing everything, lawyers, coaches, <laughs> like I said, picking who restaurants, I was everything. But now... I get requests to do one, one-to-one all the time and nine times out of 10, it's a no. Um, I usually say yes to like my past clients because I know them and I know their business. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the space that I'm playing in right now are those already done for you workshops or I'll have sporadic ones where I do them live. Um, other than that, like I'm on, I'm in the sales trenches. Like I'm on LinkedIn, I'm showing up consistently and going to conferences, I'm networking. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the bucket that I'm playing in right now. Love that. Love that. We've been at all the conferences this year. Yeah, we've been trying. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It is. Especially as an introvert, Jordan. I'd be sweating. It's it's a lot. It's but it's worth it. Like this face to face. Like I'm I will pay to be in the rooms that I need to speak to. And I think going and getting my initial like first contracts, I was like, 
okay, just bite the bullet, like you're cute, like put on something cute and just just do what you got to do. Yeah, do it, right the room. Right, yes. and that's when the anointing comes into yes. play. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. Because that it. anointing for the introvert to be an extrovert, yeah. that's wow. purely God. It's purely the Holy Ghost. Right. It's right. different. Right. I've been in plenty of rooms where I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I don't think I could do this. But then the Holy Ghost, that boldness, yeah, that holy boldness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so tell us how we can support you. Where can people find you? Yeah. Actually, I have one more question. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan, so you preach about going live. Yeah. And how it's so helpful for your business. Mm-hmm. Can you explain a little bit more about that? I hate going live, but I will if you convince me on this. What is this, a podcast? You convince me to go live on this show right now. I will start going live. I got you. So first of all, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you do not hate going live. Mm -hmm. Rebukers. I rebuke it. It's just not your preferred method of connection. I received that rebuke. So you have translated very well during this whole, whatever we call it, podcast and this video. Um, so that's one. I already give you that. Live video is one of the best ways and the only way to form live real-time connections with your audience. So this is the only way or that is the only way to combat objections in real time. It's the only way to see, say, I see you. Um, hey, Jane, yes, we do this. We don't do this. Send me a DM and we can talk further. Like going live really allows your audience to feel your energy. I once heard somebody say it's your virtual handshake. And I, since I created a framework and became consistent, and not just me, my clients, like the way that they were so petrified and like, what if no one shows up? No one's going to show up. I'm going to just tell you right now. For a little bit, no one's going to show up. It's fine. Just take it. They'll watch the replay. And from from feeling like that to getting off alive and checking your Stripe account and having a sale or your PayPal, having a sale or someone in your DMs wanting to book a discovery call. Because people get to feel who you are. They get to experience who you are. You can't get that in a reel. You can't get that in a carousel. You barely get in your stories because it disappears, right? And it's still not personalized in your stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So even if it's 15 minutes, like even if you can do maybe once a month for 15 minutes or twice a month for 15 minutes each time, um, start by telling your story. And then just being really clear on what you want your audience to do when it comes to taking action. Is it DMing you? Is it clicking the link in your bio? Is it commenting the word? Is it joining your email list, right? Um, I go live and I convert, I would say, 95% of the time. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, so even if it's one sale, even if it's a thirty-five dollar sale, like a win is a sale. Win. Yeah, a win is a win. <laughs> <laughs> do it is the bottom line. Just do okay. it. Rip the band okay. I'm convinced. I was about to say, I'll, start going, I'll start going live. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Awesome! So, uh. We were talking about how we support you, yes, how, how we can, can support, support you. you. Yeah, so um, Instagram is my playground. So you can find me on Instagram, Jordan Guyton. Um, I 
currently have some workshops in the link in my bio right now. Um, if you are interested in one-on-one, -on -one, feel free to DM me. Maybe we can talk and see if it's a fit. Um, and then on the B2B side, so corporations, LinkedIn is like, I've been consistent. I've been in my bag. Um, it's a great way to see how we are serving um, companies like Meta, like Teachable, um, like Google, uh, to really help build brand loyalty and build awareness around what they're doing. Um, and maybe we can do something with your company as well. She's awesome. not naming no little companies right. like Meta, <laughs> like Meta, Google. Okay, let me tell you about the something, something about the favor of God. Like, yes. And, uh, um, <laughs> Jordan, it was definitely a pleasure yes, talking to you thank today. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, if there's yeah. anything I can do to support you guys, I love what you're doing. I love the energy around your show. Um, and keep going. It gets it gets better. It does. It's just it takes time for sure. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. Yeah. Catch us next Friday yes. as we talk more about life culture, faith, faith, and everything else in between. Everything we represent. <laughs> All, right, All right, see ya. Awesome. Before we end the live, can we um, just make a few, just do a few poses for our YouTube oh, yeah. thumbnail? All right. So what are we going to do? Exaggerate? I, I want to move the mic. Are you going to say like pose one, pose two, pose three, pose four? I can. Oh, okay. yeah. Thank you. Keep me posted on when it airs and um, I'll definitely be sharing it with my audience and everything. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.